Welcome to the Captain Bagrat podcast, where we're on a mission to fight boring news about Asia and Australia. You know, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it with a finger on the Asian, well, Asianish pulse. As always, we're recording from downtown Chinatown with yours truly, the mythical Madam Chan and friends. What up, Upper Adam? How's it going? Going all right. You know, it's a nice day for a change. It was raining all this week. I know. It's good to see some sunshine and be back around Chinatown. And walk around, have a bit of a walkabout and check out some of the new eateries that's all opened up. The new what what? Eateries, like food. Oh, there's heaps, especially along this road, like along Dixon Street, there's heaps of new restaurants. I know, I'm just so glad I actually sit down and, and you know, feel like a customer again. <laughs> I'm so sick of serving myself and washing dishes. Yeah, and take, takeaway food doesn't taste as good as eating it when it's just come out of the kitchen, don't you think? Yeah, I can agree. I don't really know, there's agree. something about eating out of a plastic Tupperware container that's just, just it's not good. And plus, doesn't, yeah, but the... It doesn't taste as good. Yeah, and plastic itself, when it's melted, is not good for you either. Yeah, I'm sure it's not... Great. Yeah, well, we, can, we can probably save that one for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> Go into like the, the the chemical breakdown of a plastic Chinese container and how bad it is to reuse it. Like I've got a whole cupboard full of them at home. And how it affects your hormones, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, secret scanning or like it makes you infertile if you eat from Chinese containers to often. <laughs> or just plastic containers in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Unexpected Asia, we got news about Myanmar. So they were a new invention, which they adopted from um, Vietnam. Okay. But more of that later. Yeah, yeah. I've got some um, news about a Korean celebrity who's got himself into a bit of trouble with some of the TV uh, regulators in Korea. Well, I'm excited. I can't wait for that. And uh-huh. then on today's Ponda Ponda, we are being filmed by the University of Technology of Sydney. A student there, referred to us by a Walkley Award uh, journalist, Helen Vatsikopoulos, is working on a project on coronavirus fueled racial discrimination or yeah. racism essentially yeah and so we thought well let's give our take on this one yeah didn't we come up with a cool name as well race this race this <laughs> racial diss that's right this is our usual unconventional forget thing. social distancing racial diss is where it's all about <laughs> does it have stripes on it <laughs> <laughs> and wears like adidas and like <laughs> baggy track pants yes our investigating journalism is so awesome isn't it upper oh, adam <laughs> oh god yes we put a lot of effort into this i hope she gets an hd for this assignment <laughs> <laughs> So good. And who's our secret Asian or Asian-ish this week? Uh, we have a guest. Uh, we have a guest that you interviewed just recently, right? Yeah, this morning. This morning, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Sveti. Sve- Sveti, 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 Svetlana. Svetlana, as I like to call her. Svetlana. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and what? And she's going to be talking about um, about having like reverse yellow fever. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. She's uh, dating an Asian bogan. Yeah. And she's got a lot to say about, you know, all this COVID situation and what she's going through and and also what her friends are going through. Her, you know, Chinese friends yeah. or friends yeah. who look Chinese. So yeah. this whole entire episode um I think is is quite um relevant in the current climate. Sure. I mean, I mean we're calling it same same but different, right? Yeah, because it is same same but different. <laughs> Just right. better. That's way better. <laughs> all right, but more of that later. Let's skip straight into unexpected Asia. So, what's unexpected stuff happening in the world of Asia this week, apart from North Korea? 
Um, you want me to go first? Okay. I, I, I couldn't get away from the peninsula, but I oh, did no. promise you that it's not going to be about North Korea this time. Is it about South Korea? It's about South Korea. Okay, go for it. Yeah. So there's a celebrity, a Korean celebrity chef called Gang Ho Dong. He has a, a, a whole heap of um, Korean barbecue restaurants, like oh, a chain cool. of restaurants. I love Korean barbecue. So you, you know the one up in, in Goulburn Street? It's called 678. It's mm. like on the first first floor above the... Uh, above that bar on that corner. And then I think there's another one down in um, Chinatown as well. Yeah. But so he's like got this whole chain of Korean restaurants, but he also does like a lot of um, TV stuff. So he's kind of like a, a celebrity chef. celebrity chef. Kind of like an Iron Chefy or more of a Master Chefy style or... It's more comedy, slapstick kind of humor than okay. like competition-y Australian Master Chef style programming. But anyway, he's got this program um, where he's, it's called the Raminator. <laughs> that wasn't Raminator. <laughs> and he, and he, he basically tries all these different types of ramen and he's on this mission to try and find the best tasting ramen and ingredients. How does, how does he kill them? He eats them? Is that how it goes? He basically eats his way through as many different types of ramen as he can. <laughs> and um, he's actually being fined at the moment by the Korean Broadcasting Commission for unsolicited endorsement of of two um, ramen brands. Oh, no. And um, so on, on Korean television, they're, they're quite strict and normally they would like blur out a brand and they're not allowed to mention brands or anything like that. Mm. Um, and they're sort of seen... So the, the, the way for product endorsement in Korea is very conservative. Um, it's pretty much sort of frowned upon. So unless it's pre-approved and everything, um, it's just not allowed. And anyway, his his series has gone on to break three violations. So first, um, the program had an av- advertising benefit for one of their main uh, advertisers and one of their main sponsors. So um, I well, think it, it makes sense, right? You, yeah, but he like <laughs> he like featured the product pack and he mentioned the name and he showed the brand and everything and it wasn't blurred out. And then secondly, um, so he showed like this packet within the program and then he spoke about it for like two thirds of the program. Oh, so it's no. basically like a pre, pre, <laughs> pre-read for one of their, one of their ads. And then um, the third fine, which I find quite interesting as well, is for interrupting the viewer's experience with a sudden indirect advertisement. So even though it's a program about ramen <laughs> and he's eating ramen, he's like then endorsed this ramen brand. So like, I'm not sure how that's like sudden indirect and like confronting for advertisers. Isn't that what the program's all about? Exactly. I mean, if it was all of a sudden about toothpaste, then that's pretty you know sudden interrupt yeah yeah oh, by the way like i've got some stuff stuck in my teeth and like yeah look at this is my favorite brand of like colgate yeah exactly like a bit of pro, like blatant product endorsement but anyway um the other interesting thing about gang ho dong um is that he earned his his uh, nickname as mr six packs oh does he have six packs so no, he definitely doesn't have a six pack oh. like he used to be a korean wrestler in his um in his first sort of fame, claim to fame. He was yeah. a, a very um, well-known Korean wrestler and then he sort of went on to become a comedian and TV host and he's quite a well-known sort of um, a dude in Korea. And anyway, um, the <clears throat> the way that he got his nickname as Mr. Six Packs um, was he literally ate six packets of Ansung Tangmyeon ramen like in a row on a popular TV program called Two Days and One Night. Oh my god! So I don't god. know, like you know how That's salty and stuff it is, and, and like you kind of feel that. Yeah, you kind of feel that bloated kind of like oh, it's like having fast food, and you sort of have that regret after you've eaten yeah. it. Like oh, I'm sure this is not that bad for you. What is it? It's like really just water and noodles, but like heaps of MSG and salt and like Ugh. dried, yeah, dried mushrooms and stuff like that. But anyway, he ate, ate six packs back to back on this. On this program, so that's uh, that's how he earned himself the name Mister Sixpack. It's definitely not because he, he's got any sort of yeah. physical 
Yeah. Or, no, or six packs of beer six or something pack, like that. Yeah, nah. no, no, no six packs of beer. Although, like, if you ate six packs of ramen, you probably would want to neck down a, a six pack of beer, like, just oh, because. Oh, man, of... I'll be so bloated. I think I'll be going straight for some help for yeah, the but hospital. It's so salty. Or you know how you get that really, like, post ramen, like, kind of salty mouth? Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would, um, yeah, I would think about beer for quenching that thirst. Well, keeping the theme of food, I found out that Singapore McDonald's is bringing back coconut pie. Because you know how in Australia, in the Australian McDonald's, they've got apple pie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so apparently... Coconut. Coconut, I mean, how... Controversial. Really? No! Why? Like, Singapore's warm and a little bit tropical, is that why... Yeah, and they drink coconut out of the um, the fresh coconut itself. In Singapore? In Singapore, yeah. I didn't know that. Because, like, you know, oh, and also, like, Malaysia and Thailand, because it's in a humid place, and in Australia, coconut water is so in, it's good for you. It's good for you, yeah, it's got lots of stuff in it. So, why can't we get some coconut pie as well, huh, McDonald's, Australia? Yeah, and what what um what goes into coconut pie? Is there like some mysterious agreement? You know, how, you know, like how there used to be that um ingredient myth, how like um uh, apple pie was like ninety nine percent pig fat or something like that. Like, oh, oh no, that was the that was the thick shakes, right? Probably, I think I I, I decided to forget that. It's it's stat. not it's not real apple. <laughs> like it's like it's um oh it's it's something else. Yeah yeah, yeah it's like what? the custard apple or something like that or no, not even no, no, choco. Not. I think yeah choco yeah, yeah choco yeah. Yeah, what the hell is choco? It's like a cheap vegetable, is it? Probably. I bet you the coconut pie's got some. But it's just bleached, so it's nice and white, just like the <laughs> coconut. <laughs> That's racial discrimination. Bleached coconut. It's like, yeah. It's like taking this yeah. whole thing to a new level. And Singapore's so cool. So their 7-Eleven also stocks salted egg, potato, chips, and fish skin. So I don't know whether it's oh, together or separate, but salted egg... I don't know. Have you tasted salted duck egg? It's so yummy. Sal- salted egg is pretty good. Yeah. I like I like salted egg, but I'm not sure about the whole fish skin thing. So we're we're doing the unexpected Asia segment, new segment. This is like this is an interesting one. It's still actually kind of food related in a way. Oh, give it to me. I love food. Um, so J- Japan's always been known for like funny animated characters and like caricatures and things Absolutely. like that. Like always like cutesy, funny, weird. Sailor sort of Moon. Stuff. Yeah, all that sort of stuff going on. But um, anyway, one of the latest trends has been um, like towns making mascots mm. that represent something about their town. Just and, like when you have Olympics and you got mascots, right? Yeah, ex- well, very, very similar thing. So you know, like a lot of a lot of smaller towns and communities in Japan are really struggling at the moment. Like they're having the brain drain of people like leaving to go to the big city to find work or to go to university and study. So they've got like huge aging populations and there's not a lot of stuff for people to do. And mm. like, you know, kind of a lot of towns are feeling like they're losing their identity. Um, so anyway, th- this one town, um, uh, which is in Hokkaido, it's called Hakuto, mm-hmm. um, has come up with a town mascot and it's called Zushi Hockey. Now, Zushi Hockey is, um, he's kind of like an animated, no, he's, no, he's a real character. Like he goes around to fates and fairs and things like that, and he's been known on occasion to make children cr- cry. Yeah. Um, but he's he's part rice and part clam. <laughs> so he's like he's a rice clam. <laughs> so the, so I don't, I'm not I'm not I'm sure a lot of market research went into like forming this guy, <laughs> but he he's like um, so he's like really really white. And he's got this huge sort of head. Which is like kind of like the clam bit, like yeah. the soft mushy bit, and then he's got like his body's like all mottly and like corn and kind of like weird 
like made out of corn. Well, like a six pack or something, ten pack. Well, sort of like <laughs> looks like his like mix of like rice and stuff. Yeah. Um. And and uh, anyway, so he's the mascot, and he's won he's won this award just recently. Um, to be known as like the most um, unique character in in all of Japan. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway, he's he's he also does like appearances at local fates. Um, he's been known to make um, children cry, um, and he's got his own page on the city's website. Criteria: You must make children cry. <laughs> and he, he's also st- well. It's kind of he is kind of freaky looking. Yeah. Um, and I tried to find him on YouTube, but you can't. But apparently, he has his own series of YouTube videos as well. So wow, if you can do impressive. the literal translation into Japanese, look up Zushi Hockey and you might be able to find this um, this character. Well, on the topic of rice, because we love rice so much. <laughs> well, uh-huh. I do anyway. I actually had rice for lunch. Um, yep. <laughs> Miyama's got a new ATM. You know how here we've got ATMs that gives you cash? Yeah. So they've got um, an ATM that gives you rice. What? Yeah, who needs who needs cash during COVID? So uh, yeah, they actually adopted the idea, this innovative idea from Vietnam during the uprising of COVID nineteen, yeah. and it gives people access to get their ration of rice each day um, without having to be in contact with anybody in the supermarket. So is this like government sponsored or something? Yes. Like so, if you're like if you're a certain low income income earner or something like that, and you mm. need some food just to survive, yes, you can go to this ATM and you can put in like your welfare number and it's a qr it's a qr code oh, that well, you can yeah. get from facebook apparently <laughs> okay wow yeah so you register on facebook yeah. uh, or you can go into the office the government office and they give you the qr code so yeah. you know instead of you know job keeper so they've got <laughs> job feeder job feeder exactly yeah. <laughs> and, and the machine's pretty awesome it can it can push out 200 to 300 orders a day but i couldn't find out like how many is it hot rice or is it like not cooked it's like it's not cooked it's just it's rice yeah yeah normal rice so this is probably the reason why australia was running low in rice because it was dispensing for free <laughs> in myanmar <laughs> when, i'm sure myanmar has other sources of rice other than australia <laughs> possibly What have, what have you been pondering lately? Well, I've been pondering something serious. Yeah? Yeah. So as many of our listeners will know, we address racial discrimination in a different way or just like cultural stereotypes in a different way. Uh-huh. Um, so I guess on Captain Bagrad, we hope to educate and inform and change the way mainstream Australians view the Asian Australian diaspora diaspora in a human-centric, heartfelt, and comedic way. So by spreading, you know, compassion and understanding through laughter, wit, and terrible puns. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) We're so good at that, I know. (laughs) So I thought, Opa Adam, Uh how about we dedicate this segment to racial diss our way to the very definition of same-same but different during this, you know, coronavirus-fueled... uh, racism at the moment. Yeah, like, okay. It's kind of a global thing at the moment. Yeah, I have been seeing a little bit more of it. Yeah. It's coming up in the news. Yeah, it's it's not good for anyone who sort of looks Chinese-ish. So that's mm. like all the Asian population, mm. Mm. which is I think like 40% of the world or 60% of the world, right? Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah it's, 40... it's a pretty high figure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And so let, I reckon we can do this by um, finishing a sentence. Racial discrimination is the same as insert, but insert. Okay. So, like, you know, same, same, but different. Same, same, but different. Yeah. 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 So, do you want, want me to go first? All right. Give me an example. Okay. Race dis is the same as... Shut up. <laughs> 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 okay. 
Raise this is the same as why can't I have my cake and eat it too, but with some spice? Spicy cake. Spicy have you, cake. Have you tried that watermelon cake? No, I haven't. I've seen it. Black Star pastry. Yeah. Oh, man, it's so good. Yeah. So what if you can stand the line to like. <laughs> that's why I don't light for up an hour for it. Of, yeah. <laughs> so what inspired me to choose this one is like. You know, when you've got two cultures or even three, like some people have three different heritages or cultures, um, people always ask you, hey, uh, you know, where are you really from? What is your heritage? Mm. And, you know, it's kind of like a question. Well, to me, it's a kind of question like, you know, who do you want to choose between your mother and your father? To me, it's irrelevant because I'm like, I, I choose both. Why would you want me to choose one or the other? Yeah, okay. So, so I feel as though, you know, when people ask you, you know, uh, are you Chinese or are you Australian? I'm like, well, actually, I'm both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, where are you from? Yeah, exactly. And so I don't know why people can't accept, you know, especially Asian Australians in Australia, and maybe even some of the international students who might feel more, um, you know, uh, American because they study there for about, you know, five years. Yeah. Why can't you just have two or more heritages and be true. okay with it? Very true. Yeah. So I don't know how you feel about that. <laughs> I, I, I think um, there's benefits of like being, being like a hybrid. Yeah. Where you can tie on like good things from one culture and good things from another culture and put them together. Yeah. And it's like better. It's like bionic, better than the the original or the, exactly. the sum of the two parts. And just like you, you know, if someone could walk down the street and go, oh, yeah, there's another typical Australian guy, the yeah. guy next door. But you, you know Korean culture quite well. Yeah, but just through like experience and like being open-minded. And, and it was funny because like when I was thinking about Korea as mm. a place to go and live, a lot of people like couldn't figure out why, Like they just couldn't fathom it. And I was like, well, it's new, it's interesting, it's different. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's, it's probably one of the most underestimated cultures within Asia or, or, or definitely a lesser known in, in a lot of respects. Exactly. And, and some people can't like kind of fathom that. But, yeah. But I mean, yeah. I mean, was, I, I kind of sort of got a taste of that when I ran into this um, guy who was, you know, a British national uh -huh. and he was at the airport and I think he was, he, he came, approached me because, you know, he, he knew straight away that I was, you know, got Chinese background and we started talking about things and he said, yeah, when he had to return to um, UK after living in Hong Kong for 25 years, he wow. said, I was so displaced. He goes, I still don't know where I belong because I definitely don't belong in London. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he says, I am, I am Hong Kong. Like, yeah. I'm all about Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my nationality. Yeah, and yeah. the British influence as well, yeah. Uh, exactly. So I kind of feel sad for, you know, people who can't see both sides. Like, you know, there's, mm. there's you know, we're, we're called eggs. Yeah. <laughs> You're an egg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who feel like they're sort of Asian. And then yeah. there's bananas like me who also feel like I'm pretty Western. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so that's that's why I've called it, you know, why I kind of have my cake and eat it too. Uh, and then with some but spice. With some spice. Yeah, because my friends. Exactly, because my friends, when I make my... um. Uh, sticky date pudding. I put in a kick of ginger in the butterscotch oh, sauce. Oh, yeah. nice. And all my yellow and white friends, they love, they love it. it. They love it. I need to try this. Yeah, I'll cook it for you one day. All right, cool. <laughs> What's so, yours? So I, I, I thought like racial dis mm -hmm. is kind of like coughing on public transport. <laughs> but? But not blocking your mouth and then laughing at the same time. <laughs> is that just heinous? <laughs> Did you experience this today? I did. I, I, um, I, it was really funny. I did get the train in today because I had my scooter had a flat tire, <laughs> and like it took me like an hour. I went home and I was like, oh, I tried to use the bike pump and I'm trying to pump it up and the thing doesn't fit properly. And I go up to the service station and it's not, I can't get the thing to plug into there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I wasted so much time. Anyway, so I 
rather than scootering into work, I, um, I got the train. And this time versus like, say about a month ago, yeah. there's actually people starting to travel in the carriage, but they've put these stickers on the seats of where you're supposed yeah, to sit. Yeah, and they're yellow, and aren't they? So they're nice like and kinda, bright. Yeah, they're uh, bright green or something, but it's like, it's kind of weird. And then someone had like broken the rules and sat in another thing. I was like, oh, I don't know if you should be sitting there. And like, Ooh. is it weird to say something or... Yeah, anyway, but I, I did manage to get um, into work. I can't remember where this came from. Oh, yeah, because you asked me if I coughed and, and didn't cover my mouth on the train. That's right. It could be a great way of, like, enforcing social distancing. It's just, like, have a che- cheeky sneeze or a cheeky cough and just see, like, the people, like, <laughs> depart from around you and just gradually move away. Hey, look, if you look Chinese-ish, I think people will do that too now. <laughs> True. Yeah, so for my third one, or second mm-hmm. one actually, this is our third one. Race, this is the same as secretly I admire you, but my teenage hormones just don't know how to express it. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, I'll give you some context. It's so weird. <laughs> so, you know, growing up in Australia, you know, there's school bullies everywhere. They yeah. bully you because you're fat, you're skinny, you're short, you're ugly, you're dumb, you're too smart, you're Asian, or, you know, some other race. Anyway, so. Secretly, I think majority at the, the superficial level is because, mm. or I'm talking about boys now, yeah. they, they want to get in your pants. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or they want to actually uh, kind of hang out with you because they think you're actually kind of cool. Yeah. So I'll give you some examples. So when I was younger, uh, this didn't happen once. It happened a few times where a guy, I'll be lining up for a drink, okay? And I had a boyfriend at the time. This uh, is not teenage love. This is like <laughs> this mature. Is, this is... Through the breath of my life, have Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so what happens is it's quite common. Guys would want to hit onto me or whatever. So this, this one particular incident. So he touched me without my consent. Uh-huh. Back then, when you know consent wasn't you know a thing. Yeah. Um, and so I looked at him you know, with a dirty. When you look. could still touch people, like you didn't <laughs> have to use your elbow. <laughs> exactly. And so I just looked at him. I was just like, really? This, no. And and you know because he got rejected. Yeah. He he threw a racial slur at me oh no yeah so that's tragic i know so this is what i mean like you know i, I sort of admire you i want to get to know you but i have to do it in a really nasty way um and then when i was at school um studying uh-huh. art in art class i had these two kids who just were relentless every time that they were you know bully me and stuff like that mm. to do with my race mm. um and this was actually in ipswich so i lived in ipswich during the pauling hansen uprising oh wow i know tough times you know yeah. This, is, this is what's made me tough. And so one day, I just I just looked at them going, you know what, art class is when I have my zen moment, where I can be creative, where mm-hmm. all can be creative and just, you know, draw our stuff. Yeah. And then they started making jokes again. The next thing I knew, I was like, I just started telling him, hey, guess what, Pauline Hansen's my auntie. Stop pulling her out all the time. <laughs> you what? Just, I know. So I just pulled a joke, and then they, they just sat there. They just had no idea. Didn't know what to say. Exactly. And do you know what? That broke. That completely broke the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And from there, she actually started. Oh, 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 God! I don't know how to respond to this. And then she's actually started saying, "Actually, we've been sitting here because I really like what you draw, and you're really good. Can you teach me how to?" Uh huh. That's. Random. So this is why, like, I give you crab. <laughs> But I actually admire you. Oh. <laughs> I could go on, but Isn't that I won't. Sweet? I know it's kind of sweet in a in a really difficult way. So maybe schools need to teach kids this is how you approach somebody who looks different or something that you don't know. Perhaps not through racial ra- racial discrimination. Just have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but your hormones don't know how to express. <laughs> exactly, your hormones don't know how to express it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so there. Yeah, I think 
that's all I've got. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. So, like, speaking of awkward expressions of emotions and hormones and teenage stuff and things like that. Are you going to so... tell me stories about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to talk about this as a transition to Secret Asians. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> so, Secret Secret Asians, I heard this morning you had a, um, a repeat guest in. That's right. Yeah? Who Svetlana. was it? Svetlana. Svetlana. Yeah, Svetlana from episode two. And, and what did you talk about today? Oh, well, today we talked about, well, she's young and she's in love and she's in love with a yellow guy, yep. <laughs> Asian bogan. Uh, but today she's actually talked, she talked about love you Corona time. So love you Corona time. Take a guess what that's about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because like being locked inside and having all that extra sort of time on the couch. <laughs> to drink Coronas and make yep, love. No, whatever. not quite. <laughs> <laughs> what no. if Netflix and chill is still a thing or whether it's like kind of like, well, it's a bit boring now. Mm. Especially when you're in a couple, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah. So, and Svetlana's a bit of an egg, right? Svetlana is definitely an egg. Yeah, yeah, she she speaks perfect Chinese. She even sang in Chinese to me today. Really? I know. So we have to like... Oh, wow. Yeah, we have to distribute that. Yeah. Yeah, but she really wanted to talk about the impacts of coronavirus-fueled um, racism and just, you know, how her friends have been affected by it yeah. and how her lover, you know, her fiancé has been affected yeah. by it as well. And just she she's actually quite anxious about it as well, saying, yeah. you know, this is not the Australian society that I grew up with. Yep, and so here are some snippets from the interview this morning. What's the password? Captain Bagrat, come in. And today I got something very, very, very special. We've got Return of the Sveti, Svetlana. Hello. Welcome back, Svetlana. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, so if you have all been following us at Captain Bagrat, Svetlana came on on the second episode on Young Love Yellow Night. Why are you German? I don't know. <laughs> 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 Must be your beautiful name, Svetlana. Madam Chan is now Madam Kransky. <laughs> <laughs> but she's not cranky. <laughs> yeah, so your episode, um, the second one that we've ever done, is the most popular for downloads ever. Is that just because we talked about dick sizes on it? I think so, because pretty much all the um, feedback I've been getting, people have been going, that's Svetlana. I don't know where you found her, but she says it. She says it as it is. I'm just saying, I don't know where this Asian guys have small dicks thing came from. It's like they never even banged an Asian guy. I think they should try it. Do an experiment. Science. I, I mean, it's not all the statistics. I mean, there's apparently a website where they have the average size of every man from every nationality. I mean, okay. Mm. We might be rehashing my previous <laughs> episode, but one... Let's do the even if argument. Even if it was a true stereotype, if you were basing your partner choice so just solely on the size of their wing bang doodle, honey, <laughs> you're shallow. <laughs> and two, it ain't true. Okay, okay, it ain't true. Yeah, because, you know, some um, white men don't have very big appendages either. Some of them don't. Mm. Some of them have real tiny. And yeah. I'm sure there's some black guy out there who's real tiny too. Exactly. Like, it's not all just what you saw in the National Geographic when you were a kid and then based your entire worldview on, Karen. A lot of these diseases actually don't originate from Asia. No, or China. I mean, well, if we just from a purely 
totally unqualified perspective. That's right, for both of us. For yeah. both of us. <laughs> I mean, oh, my mum's a scientist. Can I piggyback off that? Definitely. Um, but there's been Zika virus, which I think started in South America. I don't or even know somewhere. what Zika is. There you go. It's a mosquito-borne okay. illness that causes complications in pregnancy, I think. Yeah. Um, and then there's been like swine flu which started in america fuck you fuck you <laughs> and nobody called that you know american pork lurgy or something or american bacon flu baconitis <laughs> baconitis yeah and the uh, technical name for from who is h1n1 for swine flu is and then h5n1 is bird flu because there's five birds for every one pig <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, I think they said that um, swine flu also came from a bat. So the bat was apparently in a tree, and this American girl climbed the tree to hide from her parents or something like that, and that's how she caught it. I mean, no, <laughs> one's, spread it. no one's really going to know for sure, right? Like, yeah. I mean, look at BSE, um, bovine spongiform encephalopathy, also known as Jesus. mad cow disease. Mad. Mad cow disease is a horrible prion disease, mm. which was caused by... Prion, brain disease. Yes. So This is the foot and mouth disease you're talking about? Or... Uh, I don't think foot and mouth is a prion disease because they're yeah. not curable. There's nothing that you can do. Basically, it eats holes in your brain, makes it look like a sponge, where it's hence the name spongiform mm. encephalopathy. But basically, that started because... Farmers were feeding cows mm. processed sheep, and that somehow caused the proteins yeah. to go bananas. I, I'm showing myself as not a scientist at yeah. the moment, but that was in the UK. And I mean, BSE and prion diseases occur in different parts of the world. It's a, there's another variant, Creutzfeldt-Jakob's disease, which I think is from Germany, mm. but um, the and Marburg virus from Germany as well, I think. And and there's these new viruses pop up all the time and. One thing that I found myself starting to question a bit more is I have a friend on Facebook who's a vegan activist mm. and one thing she said that I can't refute is that we get these diseases from abusing animals. That's right. And I think she makes a really good point. So, Michelle, if you're listening, you have definitely changed my perspective. You're on... my inspiration. Well, I don't think I could go vegan. I really don't. Mm. I'm weak. I'm a weak bitch. <laughs> but... She makes a really good point that when animals are abused, like cows being fed sheep... That's just yep. gross. They don't do that. Cows no. eat grass. And that's, that's part of the theory as to why it went so wrong and created yeah. this horrible disease. Another place where prion diseases exist is Kuru, which is in cannibalistic tribes in Indonesia. Yes, I've heard of that. And Papua New Guinea, I, I believe. Think, oh, it may be PNG. If I PNG, said the wrong yeah. thing, please tweet me and tell me the right answer. My Twitter handle is at Y-O-U-R-M-U-M. <laughs> Spetty, and like Spetty, by the way. Um, yeah, but not my real Twitter handle in case you didn't figure that out. I just spelled out your mum. Going back to um, the, uh, the, the tension um, being faced by anyone who looks sort of Chinese or Asian-ish, um, some of your friends and families, uh, how are they dealing with it? Uh, well, everyone's been affected differently. I mean, I've had so many friends share stories of racial vilification which is honestly just disgusting and even when I've tried to encourage them you know mm. to report it to police or report it to the media they don't want to so maybe that's what you were talking about with that um just want to you know deal with it and move on yeah um but 
some some of the things just for example with a group of friends I was um, standing around talking and one of the girls is from China and she just got back this was in January she mm. just got back from Lunar New Year and she had observed all the uh, the guidelines at the time of isolation and um, you know all the things that you were meant to do back then was a little bit different than it is now um, and when she was over there in China she spent the whole time at home she didn't go anywhere she didn't take any risks even though this was essentially the Chinese equivalent of Christmas mm. the family didn't celebrate at all and she almost regretted going because it was so hard but she wanted to see her family who can blame her right yeah and another friend in the friend group was making joke after joke after joke about the coronavirus and making jokes about people eating bats mm. and afterwards I just asked her you know like are you okay and she was she wasn't she was yeah. she was, was really, really hurt nice to she was, to her. oh she was really hurt but it's just I didn't want to say something to him in front mm. of her because I didn't want to be the white savior like <laughs> but it was just so like obvious that he was saying the wrong thing and he didn't seem to realize at no, all he had no perception of what no. was around him no situational awareness at all it's like do you realize that you're talking to someone whose family is currently going through this yeah. like so I think just that lack of awareness and even myself like earlier in the year I had a bad cold I had it checked out by the doctor like did everything that you were supposed to do and they just told me wear a mask when you go out and about mm. so I had to go to the pharmacy to buy Panadol mm. such is the excitement of my life and I walked past Ooh. a group of tradesmen and they started shouting at me like Ebola, Corona. Oh Cor that's not very nice. I was intimidated just because there was about five or six of them and one of me. Mm. I didn't think what they were saying was particularly bad, but I thought this is just because I'm wearing a mask. Actually, you're doing society a big contribution. I was just doing yeah. what my bloody doctor told me to do. I'm, I'm not <laughs> that be haggled. <laughs> so I, so I, I was really shocked and I thought it, I, I, in some ways with this pandemic going on, being Asian is like wearing that mask, but you mm. can't take it off. You're just a target for people's crap here the latest one which will be our latest interview which will be out later this week awesome do you ever ask for people to send stuff in like to comment or things like that we would love to be have people do that like have people share the same time but different stories yeah so we've had like obviously we've given a couple of examples but what's your same same but different like Version racial, of it, uh, yeah. Version of race, racial dis. Race dis. Race dis. Yeah, well, race to your computer and type away. Yeah, and send it in, and then we might read out some of the best ones on the next podcast. <laughs> I think that's a great initiative. All right. Excellent. Thank you, Appa Adam. No worries. <laughs> Back that out. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For the latest updates and kooky posts, follow us at Captain Bagrat on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you love it as much as Captain Bagrat and we do, please support us with likes and shares. If you're really digging Captain Bagrat, it does cost us a bit to produce, and we really appreciate donations and in-kind contributions via Patreon or however you like. I mean, we will never say no to be a sponsorship. Your support will bring us one step closer to having our own TV show one day and to live broadcast it from the heart of downtown Chinatown solid.